and maybe there's something wrong with us if, if our image doesn't resemble the ideal image that we see out there. And the voices around us say that our worth is measured by how many followers we have, how many dollars we have, how many clicks we get, how many looks we get, or what experiences we have. And all of that makes us feel small and in insignificant and alone. And it's easy to buy into. It so easily convinces so many of us. But God not only told us of our worth, he proved it. Merry Christmas to you, Mrs. Christmas. Merry Christmas. You look very Christmassy. Thank you. And it also looks like you're never going to doubt Rip City. Never. Which, Actually, I really should. You right probably now. maybe could doubt a little bit. About half the games. Okay. Anyway. If you're a Blazer fan. So it's Christmas garb season. Yes. We're ready to yes. start a new series. Yes. Called The Soul Felt It's Worth. That's right. And we're really excited about it. So this is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. Mm -hmm. My name is Monica. I'm Aaron. That's Aaron, my husband. Yeah. Hi. And we're your hosts for this weekend's episode 87. Uh, and we're going to get started. We're not going to just squash me in the face. <laughs> so fill out the welcome form. Let us know you're watching or listening. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done that yet, we'd love to say hello to you. But we're going to come back on the other side with some announcements. Also, yeah. sub-podcasters. Sub-podcasters. You used to say, sub-podcasters. I just like to change it up. Cool. All right. To you, John. And right. we'll see you guys on the other side. See you in a bit. No matter who you are, where you are from, what you have done, what you haven't done, you are more loved, you are more valuable, and you are worth more than you've ever imagined. Hard to believe and feel sometimes, isn't it? And I'll, yeah, I know, <laughs> I don't know you. And even if I do know you, I don't know like the deep down real you, do I? And so how can I say what you are worth? Like, honestly, am I just selling some, you know, feel-good sentimentality so you keep watching and, and maybe give some of your money to the church I work for? Nope. See, I can confidently say that whoever you are, you have infinite worth. Why? Because of Christmas. And I know Christmas can be hard. It can be lonely. It can be difficult. It's a busy, stressful season for a lot of us. And many of us want to experience that, that childlike wonder that our culture tries to, to make Christmas promise that it gives. Or we want to experience that, that true peace we actually do hear about every once in a while that Christmas can bring. But often it just comes and goes so quickly or, or it carries really just too many hard memories. But Christmas actually offers something so much better, something so much deeper, something that's actually more tangible than the, the twinkling lights and, and the special movies we get once a year. The meaning of Christmas isn't about just one day. It's what Christmas means for every day. 
And I think there, there's something a lot of us have forgotten. But really, there's reminders everywhere, especially during the Christmas season. It's even in, in the songs we sing once a year. In fact, my favorite Christmas carol. No, it's not Santa Baby like you might have guessed. Actually, my, famous, my favorite Christmas carol is Oh Holy Night. And if it's not yours, that, that's okay. I'm not really here to judge your horrible musical taste. And so for Oh Holy Night, the melody for sure is, is awesome. It's hauntingly beautiful, right? But the truth in its words really is what makes that song my favorite Christmas carol. Words like, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Or a thrill of hope the weary soul rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Things like, fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices. And then, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Change shall he break for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. That's, that's some good stuff. Really, it sums up so much of the truth of Christmas's meaning. Because Christmas forever changed our relationship with God, changed our relationship with each other, and even changed our relationship with ourselves. And so what I want to do, I want to take a few episodes and dissect this song and, and really what it's talking about. Because I think understanding these truths that are in O Holy Night, understanding will not only like transform the song for you, and not only will it magnify the impact of this Christmas season, but really it can truly transform your every day. Because here's the thing. When we accept our true worth, we experience the true life Jesus offers. So what did Adolf Adam, or Adolphe, I don't know how to say Adolf in French. I should have looked that up. Okay, so a French dude. So what did Adolf Adam, 1800s France, mean when he wrote these lines, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. What he was saying was that Christmas, at Christmas, humanity was shown our true value. And that's what we've forgotten. That's what's so easy to forget, our true value. And really, it's funny because it's something God told us from the very beginning. That God created humanity to have immeasurable and eternal worth. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So talking about Adam and Eve, and it's, it's okay if you see this story as allegorical. No problem whatsoever. It seems like Jesus really believed there's an Adam and Eve, and so I do too. But the main point of this passage that I read is that however humanity came into existence, God purposely caused it. And whatever process he used... He made humanity in his image. That's the point there. And so in God's image, to be created in God's image doesn't mean that, you know, God has arms and legs and so we have arms and legs and hair and that type of stuff. No. In his image really means we are created as his image. Meaning we, as humans, are his imagers. That in some way, we are an expression of the eternal creator's attributes. In some way, we are representations of his life, his personality, his truth, his wisdom, his love, his holiness, and his justice. It's kind of like trying to create a sculpture to describe a symphony. 
right? You have a symphony with all these different things and pretend God is the symphony there. And he creates the sculpture to kind of describe what he's like, to have his attributes. That's what we're talking about here. And this image of God is not just a quality within us. See, the image of God is what it is to be human. Male, female, all races, all cultures, all abilities, whether we believe, whether we doubt, whether we, re, whether we reject God, we all, no matter who we are, what we've done, what we haven't done, what we're not, where we are, are imagers of God. So you think about it. When you create something, there's a piece of you in it, right? Whether it's it's art or you, or you build something, you create something, even, even your kids, if you, if you have kids, bear your image and therefore have worth to you. See, our worth comes from who and what we were created to be, images of God. And this idea that we all are imagers of God, it's hard to believe because I think most of us either were never told that we have or are the image of God. And if we are told, it is so easy to forget it because life screams the opposite in our face every day. See, life screams at us that we're, we're just another number or that we're here just by random chance, that our worth is determined by what we can offer, what we can create, what we can contribute, what we can achieve. And maybe there's something wrong with us if, if our image doesn't resemble the ideal image that we see out there. And the voices around us say that our worth is measured by how many followers we have, how many dollars we have, how many clicks we get, how many looks we get, or what experiences we have. And all of that makes us feel small and in insignificant and alone. And it's easy to buy into. It so easily convinces so many of us. But God not only told us of our worth, he proved it. See, humanity had forgotten our worth. We had. The ancient world was awful. There was really no value to human life. Those who were weaker, those who were different, were not valued. They were done away with. People who had kids they didn't want would, would just expose them on the side of the road and say, well, I didn't murder them. You know, if they're supposed to live, they would. But obviously, they would die from the weather or animals or whatever. There were no rights. For women there are no rights for children no rights for the poor might made right and obviously if you were rich something was good about you and if you were poor something was bad about you and you deserved what you got everyone was going their own way everyone looking out for only themselves and their reputation and their wealth and their power everyone really was separated from god everyone was separated from each other and their own selves we see a lot of that now too separated until he appeared and the soul felt its worth. This is how the Apostle Paul put it. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Question. How much do you think this painting is worth? It's Leonardo da Vinci's Salvatore Mundi. In fact, it holds the record for how much it was purchased for. How much is it worth? Well, somebody bought it for about $450.3 million in 2017. 
how do we know it's worth that? Because that's how much someone was willing to give for it. So how do we know what we are truly worth? See, the infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-creative God chose to come to earth and pay for us with himself. He chose to become a poor, dirty peasant in first century Middle East on some holy night about 2,000 years ago. He chose to give himself daily to love others and ultimately to give himself on the cross to conquer sin and death for us. See, Jesus proved our worth by what he was willing to give for us, himself. That's how much you, watching and listening, are worth the life of God become human. That realization, that truth, when humanity really understood how much we were worth, it changed the world. See, when the soul feels its worth, our only response, the only response available to us is to fall on our knees, to worship and love this God with our lives. And that's what happened with the first century Christians. When humanity first understood its worth, when it, it saw the proof of its worth through Jesus, they saw themselves and others as imagers of God, and it transformed their lives. See, because Jesus proved his love and their worth, they couldn't help but share that truth with those around them. And so those children that were exposed on the side of the road, first century Christians adopted them and raised them as their own kids because those babies had eternal worth as imagers of God. The rich broke cultural norms and shared what they had with the poor, not to look good, but because they actually cared about the image of God being taken care of. Social hierarchies were smashed as each class chose to see each other as loved image bearers of God. In fact, the modern idea of hospitals were developed by these people who wanted to care for the least of these because they bore the image of God. Families were completely transformed as each member threw off social and power norms and chose mutual loving submission to each other. They gave up fighting for themselves and they chose to forgive. They chose to love. They chose to support and care for each other. Why do you think we in this modern society have this little inkling that there should be some type of equality? Why do you think we have this idea that the underdog needs to be fought for? Those ideas aren't just normal to humanity. Those ideas come out of the idea that each soul has worth. It comes out of the Christian idea that we are created in the image of God. When you accept your worth, your life is changed for eternity. And as we'll see in a few episodes, it changes also how we live with everyone else every day. And so as we begin this Christmas season, my hope for all of us is that we will realize, that we will remember, and that we will really accept our true worth so that we may discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together. And so I want to offer a plan to help begin that process. First, let's read together 1 John 4, 7 through 12 every day this week. 
Here's what it says. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. So let's read that every day this week. And then let's pray. Not some like really long ritual prayer, but as you're shopping, as you're enjoying the Christmas decorations, as you're kind of doing the hustle and bustle of Christmas, pray this. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me infinite worth. Help me accept it, enjoy it, and share it. So as you're enjoying Christmas, say thank you. Thank you for that. All of this means that I have infinite worth. I want to accept it. I want to enjoy it. And I want to share it with others. It's just a little thing that really, I think, will make a huge difference this season. And then attend our in-person gathering on December 19th. Invite others to join you in attending our in-person gathering on December 19th, where we all together can experience a community of image bearers as we as we celebrate what this Christmas season really means as imagers of God. And then think about if you haven't yet, think about joining one of our connect groups, whether it's an online group or an in-person group. We're going to start really new groups in January. And this is a chance to actually live out what it means to bear the image of God together throughout every week. And so read, pray, Attend, invite, and join. No matter who you are, where you are from, what you've done, what you haven't done, you are more loved, you are more valuable, and you are worth more than you ever imagined. How do I know? Because you were created as the imager of the eternal, infinite, uncaused first cause, the all-loving God. And he proved your worth by what he willingly gave for you, himself. And the only response to that is to use that truth to show others their true worth. Because Christmas reveals the worth God gives to every soul.
lovely piece. You didn't mess up. Well. Yeah. They only saw the one take. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I do love that song, and I'm withdrawn on this one. It's like definitely top two favorite Christmas songs. It's a top fiver for me at least. Good. I hadn't really thought about that. We'd love to hear your favorite Christmas songs. You can put it in the description or comment below. Mm -hmm. Um, it's always fun to think about. That's right. Uh, but there's a challenge associated or an opportunity with this uh, first week of our Christmas series, and that is reading that First John for seven through 12 passage uh, every day this week. Something great to meditate on and think on as we think about Christmas and the coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, but then also praying. Yep. And I loved his thing about praying during the hustle and bustle and when things get busy or just oh, yeah. um, being thankful. Slow it down. Slow it down. Yep. So we can do that this season and that's great encouragement. So yeah, we would love for you to also in the challenge mm -hmm. attend our Christmas together event. It's going to be just super big time. Okay, I thought you were going to say dope. You were going to say dope, weren't you? It's going to be dope. <laughs> it looked like you were going to say dope. It's going to be lit with Christmas lights. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. It's December 19th. Our kids just groaned watching this with that part. Oh, for sure. Perfect. Uh, so there will be some music. So you saw Aaron earlier play a little bit of his violin. Um, so I'm sure he'll be playing a little bit more violin with the yeah. rest of our band, which will be great. We'll sing some Christmas songs like a bunch of them, like five or six Christmas songs. And then um, a really short message from John. I keep saying that to him. And uh, we're gonna do communion, which is optional. If you yeah. don't wanna take communion, you don't have to. We just do it to celebrate. Yep. Uh, Jesus reminded us to remember him. So we're gonna do that. We should do that on his birthday party day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna take communion, optional. You don't have to do it and you can just sit and think about it. And then we're going to have treats and appetizers and snacks and all kinds of goodies. So yeah. there's going to be a photo booth available. Mm -hmm. That's the part I'm looking forward to. There's going to be an amazing raffle mm -hmm. with, with like tons a of dozen things. Dope stuff that we're giving away. Super dope. Yeah. And, and you know, no charge for that raffle. It's going to be just for fun. Right. Because it's Christmas and gift giving because mm -hmm. God loves to give gifts. So we do too. And I feel like I'm, oh, kids environment. So if you want to um, have your kids have a little uh, Christmas story too, uh, there's an opportunity for them. Or you can just keep them with you. Mm -hmm. We're flexible. That's right. Yeah. So that's December 19th at 4.30. Mm -hmm. Yep. And a, bit, a bit of a change up this, this yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the... That's, that's my circle change. Oh, it's a um, baseball reference. A baseball reference. Not lost on me. I love baseball. Monica's maybe the... Never mind. Okay. And then December also brings our uh, For Salem opportunity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is? Which is Christmas for everyone. And there's <gasps> going to be a bunch of things you can do. You can do one or all. Oh, goody. <laughs> and they'll roll over here on the screen so you can see them. Over here? Um, but you can also download a bookmarker principle if Are you they want. Are they going faster? Just a reminder okay. on what you can do to be for your neighbor. And it's for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's it. Great. So we're going to come back next week for part two of the series, mm -hmm. which we're looking forward to. And thank you for listening on the podcast. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you for considering coming in person. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not, we'll just keep these episodes coming every week. And thank you for sharing our content with people you think might want or need it this yeah. holiday season. And if you just <coughs> Excuse me. send us a, a welcome form, ah. send us the welcome form, send us an email. That's a great way for you to just say hello to us. And there's some questions coming up. So That's if you want to join a connect group, we're kind of relaunching those in January. You can join anytime, mm -hmm. but we're just going to encourage you. And here are some questions for connect groups. Right. 
take it away, Connect Group Questions. Ta. See you guys later. Here's what it says. First John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another. Love one another. For love is from God, and everyone that loveth knoweth God, and loveth God. He that loveth not, loveth not God. For God is love. God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. You know she's putting that in there, right? <laughs> I'll leave it out, actually. <laughs> Can you go back? I don't know exactly how long I was supposed to read this for. <laughs> Seven to eight. Seven to twelve. Seven to twelve. Jeez, John, make it long.